It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Vikings. I am your host, your pal, and the Katie Copied Off in Math Class, my name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. This show is available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts like Google Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya, whatever you like. Or you can ask your smart device to play podcast Locked On Vikings. Takes you right to the most recent episode and you don't have to lift a finger. And for most of the show today, we'll be continuing our conversation with Brad Spielberger from Over the Cap. We're going to talk a lot more about Vikings-specific stuff and things like Anthony Harrison and Kirk Cousins and how the Vikings approach the cap, if it's a good approach, if they are in the dreaded cap hell and all of that stuff. So uh, I, I will get to that conversation in just a little bit, but first, a couple of updates. George Patton has interviewed with the Cleveland Browns. That was a situation that was kept very tight-lipped. It seemed like they were going to go with somebody else. That turned out to be a bad report. Uh, it seemed like George Patton wasn't going to interview with them. That was also a bad report. He went and had a conversation with them. He's going to have another conversation with them. Uh, usually, the things with George Patton don't get this far. He's the assistant to uh, Rick Spielman, uh, the ass- assistant general manager, basically, a really high up front office executive and somebody with a really big role in the talent evaluation portion of the Vikings player personnel operations. Even though his specific role and duties are unclear outside of the organization, his presence would no doubt be missed. It's also Mock Draft Monday, falling on a Tuesday thanks to the long weekend. This is where we look at one mock draft from the folks over at the Draft Network and break down who the Vikings selected in that mock draft. And today we are going to look at mock draft 5.0 from Joe Marino over there. And he has the Vikings selecting the third cornerback off the board in the first round. And it's Trevon Diggs, brother of Stefan Diggs. And while that familial connection is very cute, it's still probably best to evaluate that pick off of the merits of Trevon Diggs. The thing is, he is a first-round corner, and he does kind of fit the things that the Vikings want to do defensively, so if you gave him a different last name, this would still be a really logical pick. He has the length, he has the physicality, he has all of the traits that made the Vikings fall in love with Xavier Rhodes, and the things that made Xavier Rhodes a good corner for a large portion of his career, and replacing Xavier Rhodes and the value that he would have in a situation where maybe you cut him to save Caprim, which is turning out to be a pretty popular move as people post their own projections. Replacing Rhodes is going to be something that you have to not only, you know, invest properly so that you're getting a cornerback who is theoretically of the same caliber as what you had in Rhodes for all these years, and of course you have to evaluate it properly so that you are actually getting that guy, but you also have to think stylistically with the way the rest of the Vikings cornerback room is set up. If you get rid of Rhodes and make a couple other moves, you could probably keep Trey Waynes and or Mackenzie Alexander. That's not outside of the cards, and, and it would leave you wanting for a physical outside corner that could shadow bigger, more physical receivers like Julio Jones, somebody who could man up one-on-one with somebody like Devontae Adams and take them out of the offense requiring you know the, the rest of the team to beat you, and that's a much more advantageous situation. That's really the point of a, a first-rate cornerback, a CB1. 
this mock draft does have the Vikings passing on Javon Kinlaw, a three-technique defensive tackle, something the Vikings need pretty sorely to take Trevon Diggs. And while I think there's plenty of debate to be had about who you would take if both were available, it is worth bringing up Kinlaw as somebody the Vikings may not want to pass up. After all, lack of penetration and lack of disruption on the interior of the line both caused difficulties in run defense, which ended up sinking the Vikings in the end against the 49ers, but it also cheapened pressure throughout the season from the edges. In general, the data supports investing in coverage more than investing in pass rush. However, depending on the way that free agency goes and which Vikings get re-signed, the Vikings could be looking at improving their interior pass rush before they look at adding more depth in coverage, depending on how many people are left over. But let's transition into that because we have a little bit more uh, talk with Brad from Over the Cap about the Vikings cap situation. Yesterday, we talked a lot about their uh, cap situation and how far over the cap they are. Uh, the number that I gave you yesterday, that 9.6 or whatever it was million, I, I believe was before the uh, cap increased projections. But either way, you know, the Vikings are, of course, over the cap and need to make a whole bunch of room. And the, the questions I really wanted to focus on in this interview were things like, okay, how, you know, how much do they have to pay to, to get back under the cap? Do they have to get rid of a player or can they just restructure? Is it even wise to do that? And, and that's the kind of strategic discussion that we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about. Of course, like I said yesterday, you know, the salary cap is something that you never want to be the main driver of decisions. It should really just be a cost associated with this person or that person. And ultimately, if you can make, you know, cut, trade, restructure those kinds of decisions based on merit and based on trying to get, you know, somebody's cap hit to align with their performance, then I think that's always going to be ideal. You know, cutting Riley Reef because you can't afford him is a lot worse than cutting Riley Reef because you're dissatisfied with how well he's playing left tackle or restructuring him to a, a contract that matches left guard uh, contracts versus a left tackle contract, which is actually something that uh, Arif Hassan uh, advocated in his mock offseason. He wrote something up at The Athletic basically saying, if we, uh, you know, call Kirk Cousins a given that he will be around and, and he's the future of the Vikings and we want to build around him, which is a big debate, right? But that's kind of the first question. And let's say they say yes to that. He did a, a whole offseason plan on kind of how to do that and what that would look like. And part of that was taking Riley Reef, moving him to left guard and restructuring, restructuring his contract contract to reflect that. I'll link that in the show notes. I think it's a pretty interesting plan to go on. And you can go kind of look that over uh, yourself if you want. But let's get to the interview with Brad Spielberger of Over the Cap coming right up. But before we get into all of that, I want to talk to you about fitness, and not just physical fitness, but mental fitness is super important. You have to take care of your mind. And that's why I want to talk to you about Calm. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation, and they have teamed up with none other than LeBron James to help you train your mind. And if you want any other inspiration for why to pay attention to sleep and meditation and make sure that your mind is right, look no further than the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. They've actually teamed up with Sleep Number this year to do a whole bunch of commercials, but also like a whole study on how to manage their sleep and make sure that their minds are right for game days. 
With Calm, you have access to nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain and leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditations. And for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. I also want to talk to you about the very first chewable tablet with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. It's Blue Chew. Blue Chew being a chewable is perfect because it kicks in twice as fast as a regular pill would. So when the moment's right, that's that much less waiting around. Blue Chew is made right here in the United States, and it ships directly to your door in a nice discreet package, so there's no waiting, there's no awkwardness, and skipping all of those lines and steps saves you a buck too. Blue Chew is not just for, like, men of a certain age who can't perform the way they used to. This is for anybody who is trying to make themselves better for the sake of their partner, and who can say no to that. So, head on over to BlueChew.com right now, and you can enter promo code Locked On at checkout, and they'll let you try it for free. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com right now, and if you enter promo code Locked On, you can try it for free. BlueChew.com. Okay, we are back here with Brad Spielberger from OverTheCap.com. Yesterday, Brad came in and chatted a little bit about the cap structures of the NFL and how to save cap space when you're in a situation like the Vikings situation. Um, And now we're going to talk a little bit more about specifically that situation and with regard to the Vikings. So, Brad, my first question for you coming back is... Uh, just help me understand the situation that the Vikings are in. They're they're over the cap by like five million. So does that mean cut a player worth six million dollars and you're good to go? Or like what what exactly is the the task at hand for the Vikings here? What should their goal be when it comes to managing the cap before they begin free agency or like like to enter free agency? Where do they want to be? Yeah, so you definitely want to clear some room and have the ability to make a few moves. Um, they, they have a pretty solidified roster. Uh, you know, if you look around the league, uh, you know, one thing, like you said, there we have about $6 million over the cap. Uh, but first thing to look at is that's with 44 players uh, under contract out of 53. So, you know, you might, in the offseason, you might see a team's like $10 million under the cap. But if you clicked on it, you'd be like, oh, they have 30 players on their contract. You know, they actually need to sign a ton more guys than, you know, than otherwise. So it's the first thing I would say maybe to just to, you know, ease the, you know, the panic a little bit. Um, But yeah, I think you do need to look at what we call cap casualties, which is, you know, players that are good enough to play in the NFL, but they they unfortunately were given a contract that they, you know, are now no longer playing, you know, near the standard of. Um, And and then restructures would be the two moves that you probably have to make. And and how much money would you want to create before you start paying, you know, before you talk about like extending Anthony Harris or whatever, maybe that's part of it. But like, how much uh, cap space are you trying to generate before going to attacking all the expensive things and signing more players and filling out rosters? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, first and foremost, it's like you're, you're technically never legally allowed to be over the cap. So, you know, they have to they have to do it, you know, to be in compliance with, you know, the NF, the CBA of the NFL. So. Uh, getting, getting to, you know, getting in the back in the black would be great, but you know, I, I like to say, you know, for a team like this, they don't need a ton of money, a ton of cap room in one year, you know, just getting to like 10 million just so they can kind of, you know, flex their muscles a bit would, would be great. Um, yeah. So, so it's not, you know, you don't have to like clear a bunch of players just to, just for the sake of doing it, you know, so to speak. Um, so 
Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just a matter of creating what fifteen ish million, get them under and get them the ten million of of cushion to deal with free agency and sign their draft class and stuff. Yeah, I think something like that would be you know a good start for sure. So uh, where would you look to do that? I know that there are a lot of like high base salary, low guarantee things. Um, and before we go into that, there's a couple of also like extension candidates. Is there a way to save 2020 cap space by, say, extending Kirk Cousins, which is something we haven't really talked about a lot on this podcast, but that would be part of it. Yes. Yeah, so absolutely. So you're right. And I should have mentioned that. So another thing, um, you know, I'm a big Bears guy. I, I, I do Bears cap as well. And I've been talking about Allen Robinson all offseason as a guy where, you know, they could create a bunch of cap room by extending him. So, yeah, Kirk Cousins, another perfect example. Uh, if they wanted, if they, you know, decided he's, he's their guy and they're sticking with him, then they should. You know, even if they just added two years onto his deal, they could probably free up a ton of room. And and get, get into the numbers a little bit. What, what would that look like um, in terms of how much it saves this year and, you know, how many years are getting added onto the end here? Is it still going to be fully guaranteed and and with a no trade clause or will it start to look a little bit more traditional? So, you know, that an extension, you know, it would be what Kirk wants. So that's, you know, unlike the restructure we talked about last yesterday, uh, you know, with an extension, Kirk would have to agree to all the terms and conditions. So you, you have to assume he'd want it fully guaranteed again. Um, but what you could do is in, in the extension, you could give him a bonus and you could basically lower his 2020 base salary, which is twenty nine and a half million right now. You could lower that down by, I mean, literally down to like two million, four million dollars and give him right now. All he has is one point five million in signing bonus left. You know, you could give him a, a twenty million dollar signing bonus or something like that, um, you know, for over the three years, seven million dollar you know, cap hit. You know, a, a decent amount of money, but for a quarterback, really not that bad at all. Um, so, like something like that would, would be how you lo- look at that. So, while we're on the topic of extensions, the other thing that I want to ask you about is an Anthony Harris extension because that's something that a lot of fans are clamoring for, myself included. I think that should be a priority. What does that look like? I mean, is he going to garner the amount of money that Earl Thomas garnered, or is he under the radar enough where maybe you could get away with less? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I mean, I think he's m- maybe the most underrated player in the league at this point. Um, I'm a huge Anthony Harris guy. Uh, I do think he's under the radar enough. I mean, I mean, your casual fan around the league doesn't seem to know you know much about him, which I mean doesn't matter. I, I mean, you know, teams aren't paying guys based on that, but uh, in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, I mean, it really does seem like there's not chatter about him in free agency and and teams that need a safety. I, I mean. I don't think he touches Earl Thomas, you know, just based on all we're saying. But, I mean, I'd be surprised if he takes less than $10 million a year. Yeah, and that's that's going to be part of, you know, the space that they're trying to create. So let's uh, get into, of, of the bigger contracts, and I, I want to say the ones that are over, like, uh, at least according to Over the Cap, they have cap savings of over, like, six million. I think there's four of those contracts where if they were just outright cut, you would save six million or more. Uh, and that is uh, Xavier Rhodes, Riley Reef, Linval Joseph, and Everson Griffin. So of those four, I think those are like the big candidates. And then there's some other ones that you could save a little less money. Uh, of those four, and it doesn't sound like Everson Griffin's going to take his opt-out clause. He already said he like wants to be Viking for life and stuff. It sounds like he's not going to do that. The part that was uh, put into his contract restructure last offseason. So it's really a, m- a more normal situation. Um, but of those four... 
who are you targeting and what do you want to do with them? Be it a cut or a restructure. I'm sure the Vikings would love to keep as many people on the roster as they can. If they could help not cutting it, they'd probably prioritize that. But what would you do? Yeah, so I would definitely, the first one you mentioned, uh, I think when, when unfortunately his issues, uh, his mental health issues arose last year, they kind of reworked the contract to protect both parties. You know, I don't think it was anything, you know, um, but I think they'll probably go back and restructure it again or maybe, uh, you know, work on his deal again. They took like all the guarantees out of the contract. Um, so he's like playing like every week he's playing like with everything on the line. So I think they're going to revisit that. Uh, and they could definitely uh, create room in 2020 uh, looking at that. And then I think Rhodes, um, you, you have to consider as potentially a cap casualty. Um, I mean, $8 million in savings. You do have $4.8 million dead, which in dead money. Uh, you know, so he's coming off a down year, yeah. Yeah, but he's really coming off a down year, and they've invested a lot in the corner position, uh, in the secondary, you know, specifically. You know, we're talking about extending, you know, and paying Harrison Smith and um, – you know, Anthony Harris. So, and then, you know, it's hard to keep all these DBs paid a lot of money. So, and then maybe Linval as well, getting up there a little bit in age, not in a super, I mean, he's a great player, but you know, maybe not worth that much money for kind of what he does, what he brings to the table. Um, and at that age. Great. Yeah. I mean, that, that seems like, uh, I think a lot of people expect it to be a lot worse than that. So it'll be interesting to see what actually plays out. Um, we're going to step away for a second. When we come back, I have a very philosophical question for you. And it's the one I've been most excited to ask you. And it's, it's how bad is this for the Vikings and are the Vikings in cap hell? But we'll get to that right in just a second here. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Locked On Podcast Network in this crazy, unprecedented and unnerving time. I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. Okay, we are back here on Locked on Vikings with Brad Spielberger of Over the Cap, and uh, let's get into it. So uh, the question is, and be honest, be blunt, are the Vikings in cap hell right now? I mean, I think it would be unfair to say no, (laughs) just because, I mean, if you're over the cap, uh, you're not not in cap hell, right? So Yeah, hard to make that argument. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, they're in in a a tough spot. You know, whenever you're restructuring contracts and cutting guys last year just to just to sign Garrett Bradbury to his contract, you know, it's it's getting sticky. But I mean, their their position seems to be, you know, they they think they have a window and a roster right now. And I I mean, there's no reason not to kind of be flirting with with with, um, you know, the cap every year if you're in one of those positions like we talked about with Drew Brees in New Orleans, like. You, you might as well. And then yeah, you can't, put, you can't just, put cap space on the field, huh? 
Right, right. And then, yeah. And then eventually you just kind of got a clean house. But but I would push back on it just because, as I've mentioned, um, a lot of it is tied up into big base salaries and plenty of those not guaranteed at all or, or small partial guarantees, you know, Sands, Kirk Cousins, of course. But, but yeah, so they have – if they make some moves, they could be out of cap hell quickly, where there's other teams like you look at the Falcons and the Jaguars, like they – yeah, I mean, they're in for interesting off-seasons, to say the least. I, I, can't, I kind of can't, can't wait to see how those uh, shake out. So when it comes to getting out of cap hell, and this is something that I actually think the Vikings, just the way that they typically behave and the way that they talk about it, would probably value a lot. Can they get out of cap hell and get into a favorable cap situation where like, they can approach free agency like a normal team and not have to restructure someone to sign their draft picks this year? Can they get to that normal, I mean, not, you know, the Browns a couple years ago, but a normal place without cutting anyone if they so chose. Is that a possible thing for them to do by doing a lot of restructures and stuff? Or is it one of those things like, nope, somebody has to go? I bet they could pull it off. But as we mentioned before, they'd have to restructure like a bunch of the guys. And then that's, you know, that's you uh, pushing money down the road for like three or four players that are all, you know, up there in age or not young and, and already making a good amount of money. So I would say they could pull it off, but that, I don't see them doing that. Cause I think they're, I don't want to say smarter than that, but I think they would, they would be very cautious to do that. Right. And, and there might be, you know, merit-based reasons to do this too. Like, like with Rhodes, it might not be about, you know, saving his cap. It might be that, Oh, you know, we think he might be a, aged out of his prime and not, this contract is no longer efficient, not necessarily, ah, I wish we could keep you, but it's just the contract. Like, no, it's, there's also something <laughs> right. about his level of play that may be causing that. But if they so chose, they could do it. It would just be very costly down the road. Is that an accurate assessment? Yeah, I think that's fair to say for sure. So I, I've got a, a little bit of extra time here. And, and so I, I guess I want to ask you a little bit more about the Viking strategy in general outside of where they're at this year but they have set themselves up with a little bit of flexibility and a lot of people i mean the the vikings fandom in general holds rob brzezinski in very high regard and or whoever else is responsible for drafting up these contracts and stuff um and, and you've talked about it a little bit but like what makes the vikings good at the cap so that they can be in this situation where they have like a hundred big veteran contracts but aren't you know the falcons or jaguars like what, what do they do well yeah, sure. So I think first and foremost, honestly, as simple as this may sound, but they're always forward thinking and kind of looking a couple of years down the road. Um, I think the reality of the NFL is is that a roster is never complete. Um, if you think you have like a, a finished roster, so to speak, I mean, you're an idiot, right? And so, <laughs> I mean, that's my, that's my honest opinion, right? And, and so I think that's that... A fair take. <laughs> and so I think they really recognize that. Really, do a really good job of knowing that there's always going to be ebbs and flows. That things are going to happen, whether it be injury or, or that you know, I mean, like an Anthony Barr. Let's say he does sign with the Jets, or just just random things like that. And so they don't they don't seem to ever truly go all in and like dedicate themselves like wholeheartedly to to one ideology or one strategy, which enables them to be flexible because they're never you know kind of over invested here or there. Um, and I would just say, I mean, the fans should should laud him, uh, laud the whole front office and and Rob and all those guys, um, for sure. They're they're one of the better front offices in this league. Yeah, and and to the kind of the same end, there is also this apprehension from the fan base, at least that I sense, that at some point 
everything is going to fall apart and everything is going to fall off a cliff. Is that point, you know, and, and the dreaded like, oh, the Super Bowl window is closing. But let's say for the sake of argument that the Vikings draft reasonably enough to fill enough holes and they can keep a, a, or at least have access to a stable of generally good players between veterans and say they, you know, draft a normal amount of good players and kind of keep that coming. But is their cap situation such that eventually, and and just like the amount, the age and just the kind of construction of the roster, is there a flashpoint coming where the Vikings will will kind of be uh, dead in the water and will have to go into a rebuild? Like, will the Vikings have to rebuild at some point in the future? And if so, what when do you think that point's going to hit? So I promise, I promise this isn't me dodging the question, but it really comes down to how they draft. But uh, yeah, and, and let's just assume like average. They draft right. Average. So if they draft an average, then, then the answer is yes. There is going to come a time, you know, I would say probably in the next three or four years, um, where they probably have to just tear it all down. Um, and, and I think that again, you know, this may not be the most satisfactory answer. You know, you didn't get that Super Bowl, but I mean, when you go to NFC Championship game and playoffs, or you know, even a down year's eight wins. I mean, this t- this roster has been good enough to be. Like, like in the conversation for, I mean, what, like five, six years now? And again, I mean, they haven't been that pinnacle. They haven't, you know, looked like, you know, this team should win the Super Bowl, I think, at any yeah, point. It'll but, ring real hollow to the listeners. <laughs> yeah, I, I trust me. I understand that 100%. I, I, I'm, a, I, I'm like the biggest pragmatist and, and the biggest, like, realist. And I think it rubs people the wrong way. But it's it's real hard to win in this in this damn league. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, I, I mean, I think that you have to accept that, you want your your front office if you're a fan to basically be like, all right, we're gonna push we're gonna push the envelope a little bit. You know, we happened to draft you know all these guys, Kendrick Smith, Barr. You know, th- we found Thielen and Diggs. I mean, having an undrafted free agent and a fifth round receiver as your two receivers is, is bananas. Like, yeah. you know, like so it's stuff like that, and, and so that's just the reality of the NFL. Yeah, and and so how well do you think they would have to draft over the next couple of years to avoid that? Like, is that possible if you draft well enough? And, like, where's that line? Do they have to be, you know, like the 2012 John Schneider drafts or, you know, the 2015 Vikings draft over and over again? Or is there, like, a reasonable just draft kind of above average for a while and you'll be okay? It's interesting because you'll see sometimes, like, if a team can get a class of, like, let's say they got, like, four studs in a class, like— it can totally change the entire complexion of a team, which yeah, sounds and 2019 pretty, might've been that for the Vikings. It was a good draft. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, that sounds small, but like, let's say four of those guys are starters. I mean, that's, you know, a fifth of your roster. Um, I mean, of your starters, excuse me. So yeah, I mean, I think that if they're above average, I, I think that it would be tough to kind of stay like upper echelon without, I don't know some good signings or or some guy finding some some guys like Anthony Harris again, which they they've seemed to always do. Um, you know the, the Adam Thielen's of the world, but it's possible. I just think it's it's always you know tough, but it's it's sometimes you got to realize like they kind of had some of those Schneider drafts. You know they've they've had some pretty damn good draft classes in these last couple of years for sure. Definitely, definitely. Well, Brad, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to leave it on that uh, kind of positive note. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. 
That was Brad Spielberg from Over the Cap talking to us about all things Vikings salary cap. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Vikings. I will see you all tomorrow. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at LukeBraunNFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked on Vikings. This show is available anywhere you find your favorite podcast, or you can just ask your smart device to play podcast Locked on Vikings. I will see you all tomorrow, and as always, Skull. Hey, Locked on Minnesota listeners. This is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.